Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. Okay, I'm going to get to the word today. Vamos al mensaje en el día de hoy. My message is titled Pictures of Our Father. El título del sermón es Retratos de Nuestro Padre. If you ask the average person on the street to say the Lord's Prayer, most could start it at least. Si le preguntamos a una persona cualquiera en la calle que diga la oración del Padre, tal vez algunos pueden por lo menos empezarlo. Our Father who art in heaven. El Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo. But pause for a minute. Pero pausa ahí. Think about all that that embraces. Piensa lo que está diciendo. What an untold privilege it is ¿Qué que no se tiene que to greet or speak to our Almighty Father. ¿Qué He put everything you know and understand into place. Él puso todo lo que conocemos en su lugar. When you think about the magnitude of the universe we are part of, he created it with precision. Think about your human body. We've been learning on Wednesday nights about some of the intricacies of our human body. And we are told that if you were able to Peer into a human cell, a single cell. Y una de las cosas que se enseñó es si podemos mirar una célula humana. You would have to make the single cell the size of a large city like New York City. Habría que magnificar esa célula como el tamaño de Nueva York. To understand the intricacies of that single cell. Para poder realmente ver todos los detalles distintos de esa célula. And there are 100 trillion of them in your body. Those single cells have transportation systems. They have distribution systems. They deal with refuse. All of this in a single cell. God made that. And yet you get to call him father. There are scores of places in the scriptures where God is described. And indeed describes himself in the terms of fatherhood. Look at these passages of scripture from Psalm 68, 5. A father of the fatherless, a defender of the widows is God. Psalm 103, verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Salmo 103, 13, el Señor se compadece de los que le honran con la misma compasión del Padre por sus hijos. Isaiah 63, 16, you, O Lord, are our Father, our Redeemer, from everlasting is your name. Isaiah 63, 16, tu Señor es nuestro Padre, aunque Abraham nos ignora, Israel no, no, no reconozca, tu eres nuestro Padre. 
Matthew 7, 9 through 11, Jesus said, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Mateo 7, de nuevo al 11. ¿Quién de ustedes, si un hijo te pide pan, le da una piedra? ¿O quién te pide un pescado y le das una serpiente? Pues si ustedes que son malos saben dar cosas buenas a sus hijos, ¿cuánto más el Padre que está en los cielos sabe dar buenas cosas a los que le piden? Finally, John 20, verse 17, after he rose from the dead, Jesus told Mary to go to his disciples and tell them he was alive and said, I am returning to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Juan 20, 17, y diles de mi parte que subo a mi padre y, y padre de ustedes, a mi Dios y Dios de ustedes. What we're going to do today is look at pictures in the Bible that reveal some of God's character. Lo que vamos a hacer es vamos a mirar unos retratos en, el, en las escrituras que nos enseña esa, esa calidad de Padre de, de Dios. And the first thing I want you to see, you've already saw depicted here in scripture in, with the Sunday school department. Lo primero que vamos a ver ya lo vimos con los, con los niños de la escuela bíblica. He is a willing father, isn't he? Es un padre dispuesto. Abraham was willing in his love and devotion to God to be obedient even in sacrificing his own son. Abraham estuvo dispuesto en amor y devoción a ser obediente aún en sacrificar su hijo. Now consider for a moment this is the son that God had promised him. Considera que este es el hijo que Dios le había prometido. Yet, at God's word, as you saw depicted here this morning, Abraham took his son up Mount Moriah, carrying his own wood to be a sacrifice. Sin embargo, Abraham obedeció a Dios y lo llevó a Moriah. Actually, they didn't depict it correctly, because Isaac was carrying his own wood. Isaac estaba cargando su propia leña. Parece que los niños no lo hicieron bien. I don't know about you, but this is hard to wrap your mind around. I don't think I could do it. I got too much humanity in me. It, it, it doesn't compute, does it? Here is the son that I promised you, take him up the mountain and sacrifice him. Toma el hijo que yo te prometí a Monte Moria y sacrificalo. And what I want you to understand, y lo que quiero que entienda, Isaac was not a small child like you saw here today. Isaac no era un niño como los que vimos aquí. He had to be big enough to carry enough wood. And when they made sacrifices, this wasn't just to toast them a little bit. He had to be big enough to carry all, enough wood to burn his body. And so what that sounds like to me is that we have a, not only a uh, willing Father, but a willing son. What kind of man do you have to be for your teenage son to take you at your word from God? 
ya de, de adolescente pueda creer en tu palabra. Abraham stood on that mountain and he raised the knife to sacrifice his beloved son. Y Abraham levantó el cuchillo para sacrificar a su hijo amado. He was human like you and I. Era un humano como usted y yo. I expected he was looking through blurred vision because his eyes filled up with tears. Me imagino que se nubló su, su vista porque se llenaron de lágrimas. And at the last possible moment, an angel of God speaks to him and says, Stop. Y en el último momento posible, Dios mandó un ángel que le dijera que parara. So the first thing I want you to catch, ladies and gentlemen, I'm waiting on you to say oh, that okay. part. I so lo primero que quiero que ustedes agarren, señores y señoras, I assume he was thinking I was pausing for effect. And what I want you to catch is that that is the very essence of faith. The answer doesn't come before you act in faith. Look at these words on the screen right now. Mira estas palabras. For now I know. Pues ahora yo sé. When did he come to realize? When did God realize that Abraham's faith was real? Cuando Dios realizó que la fe de Abraham era ver verdad. At the very moment when Abraham had the knife raised to take the life of his only true-born son. En el momento que Abraham tenía el cuchillo para sacrificar a su hijo. For now I know Ahora sé that you truly fear God. Que temes a Dios. And what you must understand today is this is a picture of God who is a willing father. Because of love and devotion to us, he was prepared to give up his own son. Por causa de su amor y devoción, fue dispuesto a, a sacrificar su hijo propio. And like Isaac, Isaac, God's only son was willing to be obedient. Only Jesus went all the way, didn't he? Pero Jesús lo hizo completo, completó la obra. Think about it, he even carried his own cross up the hill called Calvary Calvo to give su, his life in sacrifice. He's truly a willing father. Realmente es un padre dispuesto. And there's a willing son, isn't there? Y hay un hijo dispuesto, no? The second character quality we're going to look at today is a wailing father. La, uh, la segunda calidad que vamos a ver es un padre que gime. I'm making some assumptions that you will know some of these Bible stories. This one would take a couple of chapters in, for you to read and know and understand. This is the story of King David's son Absalom that plotted to make or take the throne from his own father. Esta es la historia de Absalón, el hijo de David, que hizo un complot para usurpar el trono de su padre. Now you're probably wondering, how could this happen? I think this is probably a good picture of an absentee father. 
Esto es un buen retrato de un padre ausente. You do realize that David had many, many wives. Sabemos que David tenía varias mujeres, varias esposas. Not just a couple. No solamente algunas. A couple hundred. A algunos doscientos. Consequently, that means he had a lot of children. O sea, y por consecuencia, tenía muchos hijos. And so one of those children Uno de esos hijos realized that he favored another of his children. Se dio de cuenta que no era el favorito. You know about Solomon, right? Sabemos quién era el favorito, Salomón. That ¿sí? would have been David's favored child. Salomón era el favorito de David. Born of Bathsheba, whom he loved dearly. Porque era el nacido de Bezabé. That's not to say he didn't love his other wives, he just didn't love them as much as this one. No quiere decir que no amaba sus otras mujeres, pero no la amaban como amaba a Bezabé. Parents, your children know when you favor one of them. Padres, tus hijos saben cuando usted favorece a otro. They know. Ellos saben. And um, Absalom was bothered by how his brother Solomon, a younger brother to him, was favored. Y Absalom le molestó mucho que un hijo menor era más favorito que él. So somewhere in his late 20s, Absalom begins to rebel against his father and household. So en algún momento, teniendo unos 20 años o 30 años, empezó a rebelarse. Let me paint the picture a little bit for Vamos you. Vamos a pintar el retrato. In that day, important people would sit at the city gates and when somebody had a problem or situation, they would come to the city gates and talk to the judge or judges at the gate. En esos tiempos había una persona, un oficial muy importante que se sentaba a la puerta de la ciudad y cuando la gente tenía problemas se veían con esa persona, ese oficial para hablar de sus problemas. So Absalom begins to set himself up at these gates. Y Absalom se, oh, se ubicó en, eso, en esa puerta. And there would be times when people would come and they need to ask or inquire of David, but guess what? David's too busy being a king. So constantemente venían a pedir la atención del rey David, pero David estaba muy ocupado. And so Absalom says, hey, can I help you? So Absalom viene y dice, pero yo le puedo ayudar. And he begins to endear himself to the people that would come to the city gates. Y, y, y empieza a tratar de uh, coger el favor de la gente que venían. And even the people that got through and, and got some or received some judgment from King David, if it was unpleasant judgment, Absalom would say, hey, can I help you? Y aún las personas que sí pudieron traer su caso donde David y el, 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 el juicio de David era un juicio que no era favorable, Absalom venía y le decía, ¿cómo yo te puedo ayudar? In other words, Absalom would say to those people, if you didn't like what my father gave you, I would have done it differently. O sea, que él estaba diciendo, si no te gusta, si no te ha gustado el juicio de mi papá, yo lo hubiese hecho diferente. And so, by the way, children, we know when you say what you want to say or need to say to get what you want. Sabemos que los, los niños dicen lo que tienen que decir para que cojan lo que quieren, para sacar lo que quieren sacar. And, and while we understand it because we were once children, we're on to you. Y nosotros lo entendemos porque éramos niños y estamos atentos. 
And what happens is that during the, in this process, Absalom begins to raise an army of those who were discontent, but he sowed the seeds to create this. Y lo que, lo, que, lo que pasa aquí es que Absalón empieza a sembrar estas semillas de descontentamiento. Saying things like, if I were king, then everybody would have all the money they need. Diciendo cosas como, si yo fuese rey, todo el mundo tuviese el dinero que necesitan. All the food you need. Toda la comida que necesitan. However, David's loyal soldiers at some point rise up and under Joab's command, went out to stop them in battle. Pero los soldados leales a David se levantaron a hacerle guerra en contra de Absalom. And the scriptures tell us that 20,000 of Absalom's soldiers were killed on that day. Las escrituras dicen que 20,000 soldados de Absalom y Absalom murieron ese día. And among them was Absalom. Y Absalom también murió. And when David hears of his son's death, he begins to wail. Y David comienza a gemir cuando escucha de la muerte de su hijo. And here's that passage of scripture. Y aquí está esa escritura. 2 Samuel 18:33. The king was overcome with emotion. He went up to the room over the gateway and burst into tears. And he went as and as he went, he cried, "Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom! If only I had died instead of you." Oh Absalom, my son, my son. Segunda de Samuel 18, 33, David gime, dice, Hijo mío Absalom, hijo mío Absalom, como quisiera haber muerto en tu lugar. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. Absalom had not been a uh, faithful son. Ahora piensa en este escenario. Absalom no fue un hijo fiel. And David was not fooled by his antics and his ways. Y no pudo, no pudo engañar a su padre David con todo lo que estaba haciendo. The truth is, David essentially enabled his son Absalom to become the young man that he did. Y la verdad es que David le dio el lugar a Absalom convertirse en ese tipo de persona, ese tipo de hijo. And the scripture reminds us that uh, it actually says that he dealt treacherously, treacherously with his father. Y las escrituras dicen que Absalom trabajó de una, de una manera tratando de decepcionar a su padre. Think about this now. As a king's child, he had access to everything in the palace and the household. Piensa en esto. Absalón tenía acceso a todo lo que tenía el palacio. Can you wrap your mind around that for a minute? Piensa en eso. Pon tu mente en esa parte. He had access to everything he needed. Tenía acceso a todo lo que él necesitaba. All the exquisite food, all the treasury, all of it. Todo el dinero, todo el oro, toda la comida, todo. But he was discontent. Pero no estaba contento. I don't know if you know somebody like that these days, but no sé si conoces a alguien así. It sounds like a lot of people in America. Pero suena como muchas personas en los Estados Unidos. And the scriptures tell us that he built a monument to himself because he had no son. Absalom, that is. Y dice las escrituras que Absalom construyó un monumento porque no tenía un hijo. What he did have was a wicked heart. Lo que sí tenía era un corazón malvado. But David gives us a great picture of our heavenly father. 
Y aquí Dios, eh, David nos da un retrato muy lindo de Dios. Because God takes no, no pleasure or delight in the destruction of the wicked. Porque a Dios eh, no, no le deleita la destrucción de los malvados. Can I set you all up for a moment? I'm going to give you an opportunity to say amen. Le voy a dar una oportunidad de decir amen. Unlike what has happened throughout this entire service so far. No como lo que ha acontecido hasta ahora. God loves us in spite of us. Dios nos ama aún encima de nosotros. A pesar de nosotros. We good? I know, it doesn't, I, I, I fully understand the fact that, I mean, even the fact that these are all W's in this, it's kind of lost on all of you Spanish folks. All of that work to make every word in the main points have a W, and y'all miss it. Yeah, don't work in Spanish. I don't, I understand. God loves us in spite of us. A pesar de nosotros mismos, Dios nos ama. So many of us have turned our back on God and gone our own way. Any of you like that out there? Anybody out there ever do your own thing? You knew what the right way, but you went your way. Like David, God still remembers how it could have been or should have been. Y como David, Dios todavía se acuerda de cómo debía de haber sido. Jeremiah 31 verse 3 puts it this way. Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you my people with an everlasting love. Jeremiah, with unfailing love I have drawn you to myself. Jeremiah 31 3. Yo te amo con amor eterno, por eso te he prolongado mi misericordia. He knows the plans he had for us, the relationship that he longed to have with us. And like David, God, he, his heart is broken when we walk away. So he's not only a willing father, he's a wailing father. Thirdly, he's a waiting father. Now we talk about the prodigal son. From Luke 15. Now this is another son who left his father's home in rebellion. But his heart was gone long before he actually left. Now we're not told that the father protested, but I suspect, like all fathers, he did. No dice la Biblia que el papá protestó, pero yo tengo la sospecha de que he sí. probably lectured him before he left the house. Tal vez le dio un consejo antes de que él se fuera. Now understand something, son. You've got a limitation here. There's only so much you can do. Be careful with this. Ahora tiene algo, hijo. Hay límites a este dinero. Tienes que tener cuidado y sabiduría de cómo lo vas a gastar. 
But like most sons, he probably rolled his eyes and said what he had to say to get what he wanted. Pero como muchos hijos, tal vez no le importó y le dijo a su padre lo que tenía que decirle para que el padre pudiera darle el permiso. So there again, children, we know when you roll your eyes and you say what you want to get what you want. Otra vez, nosotros los padres sabemos cuando nos están diciendo nuestros hijos ciertas cosas para recibir ciertas cosas. This father came a waiting father. So este padre se convirtió en un padre que esperaba. And here it is from the scriptures. Aquí lo dice las escrituras. Oh, I'm sorry. I was supposed to read it before I turned it. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Let me read the rest. But his father said to the servants, Quick! Bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He, had, he was lost and now he is found. So the party began. Lelo del 20 al 24. All right. He was waiting. Thank you. I guess you guys Spanish Ustedes can read it later. Del hijo pródigo. No tengo que leerlo otra vez aquí, ¿verdad? No. ¿Cuántos aquí conocen la historia del hijo pródigo? Amén. You can continue. I thought that was a great place to say amen to. He was waiting. This father was longing. He was hoping. He was praying. He was looking. Estaba esperando, anhelando, orando. Mirando a ver cuando regresara su hijo. When his son returns, the father sees him coming in the distance. Y cuando regresa el hijo, su padre lo ve desde la distancia. He runs to embrace him. Corre a abrazarlo. He runs to welcome him. A darle la bienvenida. He runs to restore him. A restaurarlo. He runs to forgive him. A, a perdonarlo. Look at this passage of scripture from 2 Peter 3.9. Mira lo que dice Segunda de Pedro, capítulo 3, verso 9. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. El Señor no se tarda para cumplir su promesa como algunos piensan, sino que nos tiene paciencia. Y no quiere que ninguno se pierda, se pierda sino que todos vuelvan a él. So he's a willing father. He's a... Uh, Wailing father, he's a waiting father. Es un padre dispuesto, un padre que gime, un padre que espera. And finally, he's a welcoming father. Y un padre que te da la bienvenida. Romans 10:13 puts it this way: For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Romanos 10:13 dice: Todo el que clame el nombre del Señor será salvo. Take one step toward God today and he will run with, uh, to you with open arms to embrace you, to welcome you, to restore you, and forgive you. Toma un paso hacia Dios hoy y Él te va a dar la bienvenida con brazos abiertos. Come on, quote it with me, John 3.16. Vamos a decirlo juntos, Juan 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. Like the waiting father, he'll give you a place in his household. Even if you've squandered your life away on foolish pursuits. Y como el padre que espera, él te da un lugar en su casa. And he will clothe you with sonship or daughterhood. Y te vestirá con, con, con la identidad de ser un hijo o una hija. He's a willing father. Está dispuesto a hacerlo. He's a waiting father. Está esperando a hacerlo. And I want to know what your response is to the welcoming father today. Stand to your feet, please. I do not know everyone in this place. Or the condition of your heart. But I know you have a willing father. Pero sé que tienes un padre dispuesto. A waiting father. Un padre que está esperando. And a welcoming father. Un, un padre que te da la bienvenida. Who wants to receive you as his own daughter or son? Que te quiere recibir como su propio hijo, su propia hija. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. I want to know who's here this morning and not in a right relationship with Christ. Yo quiero saber quién está aquí hoy que tal vez no está en una buena relación con el Señor. Maybe like the prodigal, it's time for you to go come home. Tal vez como el hijo pródigo es tiempo que usted vuelva a casa. You know the way but you've walked away. Conoces el camino pero te has desviado. Like that son, there was evil in 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 your heart. Como you walked away hijo, from God. The one and only Son of the Heavenly Father went up Calvary carrying his own cross where he would be the sacrifice for your sins. With real God-like love, he gave his life for you. He put aside his own wants and desires so that you could have everlasting life. He wants to restore you relationally with him. He wants to know you as his savior. So heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Is there anyone like that would say with an uplifted hand, I need Jesus in my life? I need him to forgive me of my sins. Come on, hold your hand up high if that's you today. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Come on. Wait a moment longer to see. Don't go home today eternally fatherless. I wait a moment longer. Lift that hand if you really mean business with God. Say, I want to get things 
right with God this morning. Levanta tu mano si quieres arreglar tu vida en este día con el Padre Celestial. You can put your hands down. Everybody look at me for a moment. If you mean business with God, I want you to walk out of that pew if you raised your hand. Si usted levantó su mano, yo quiero que usted salga de la banca y even if you didn't raise your hand but know you should have come on out come right down to this altar this morning come I want you to understand. I understand that not everybody loves these kind of days. It could well be that you've suffered under the hands of an evil father. A neglectful father. An abusive father. A father that just did not understand or did not have time. Know this. Entienda esto. No one, there's no greater love than this that a man would lay down his life for you. No hay amor más grande que alguien dar su vida por otro. Jesus did that, but he did that under his father's direction. Jesús hizo eso, pero lo hizo en la dirección de su padre. If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Jesus said those words. Jesús dijo, si es posible, pasa de mí esta copa. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Pero haz tu voluntad, Padre, y no la mía. Come on, who else will come? Who else is still sitting back there waiting for this moment? Come on, get your life right with Jesus in this moment, right now, today. We got time for you. We got space for you. Hallelujah. I want to pray with this dear young lady who's taken that long walk. Hallelujah. Say this prayer with me if you are able. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask for you to forgive me for all of my sins. I confess with my mouth, you are Lord. I believe in my heart you were raised from the dead and from this moment I commit my life to you give me strength fill me with your spirit so I may walk this way for the rest of my life thank you for loving me
there is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. Oh, oh. I could search for Father, I thank you. We say thanks for our fathers today. I thank you for my father, Lord. All that he imparted into my life, the good that he sowed into my life, taught me, Lord. Thank you for my earthly father. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me in my life. In that way, ask you, God, to help all of these today, whatever their circumstance, whatever their situation was, God, that they will recognize you as a pure, just, strong, patient, loving God, a heavenly Father, not flawed like we are, perfect in all your ways, God, that everlasting ever failing love. So reach into every life here today and bless these men and women, these young people. May they really know the love of our Heavenly Father, who is both willing, wailing, <laughs> waiting, and welcoming. Amen. We love you folks. God bless you. Have an amazing day. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the lehigh valley but around the world we want to do our part in reaching the people that god has entrusted to us with the gospel of jesus christ you can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry god bless you have an amazing day remember you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.